Hey everybody, my name is Jacob Deaton and welcome back to another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals. And today I have a really cool guest, someone I've known for quite some time. And I'm super stoked to get into all the things that she does. Her name is Lauren Hines. Lauren, how are you today? Oh, Out there, freeze? but it's sunshine always in here. So <laughs> do well, do well. Good, awesome. Well, um, let's start with a little bit about you. And um, let's, uh, let's start with just, um, uh, just a broad uh, stroke of, of, of all the services uh, that you do. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we have a broad, uh, quite a few services that we do. I'm going to record it. Bixby, do you mind moving that chair out the way, please? Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Recording <laughs> services that we do. <laughs> it bothers me. I am so anal. That's yeah. part of as a wedding planner, you have to watch that. If there's something right. in the throwing off the juicy or your view or your feng shui or whatever it is for your event, get it out of the way as quickly <laughs> as possible <laughs> at a good time. I'm a wedding planner, certified wedding planner. Um, I've been producing weddings and events, wed well, for events now over 15 years. Um, and I call it producing events because everything that we do is a production. Um, from the selection of the right partners that get involved um, to the selection of the venue in which we host the event or the production itself or the shoot itself. Um, and so, and it, it is a production. It's a major production, all the key moving parts, the timing, what things happen, where and when and where. And so if I were to say what my I do is I am an orchestra, I, I'm a conductor. I'm of a well-orchestrated symphony, no matter what the symphony is that we're orchestrating, I'm the conductor for it. That's awesome. Um, the uh, I love that idea of the word uh, production because it really is. I mean, every wedding um, is uh, in a production. It's a huge event, and not every single one of them, uh, you know, are the same. Um, so tell me, like, what was uh, what was some of the things that kind of got you into this whole world of uh, wedding planning? You know, it's funny. I was doing it before I considered myself a planner. I, in fact, I told family members I'm not a wedding planner and I would literally be planning weddings. <laughs> because I started in the bridal industry as a, as a publisher of a, a wedding tech company. So I started to get wedforless.com as a resource to provide affordable, high-end quality services to markets. That's get wed for less. We got the trademark, we were running, you know, we had all these open markets online, publishing in various states, thousands of vendors on there with directory listings. And through that, people started booking me for actual weddings. I had already been doing events and destination events before that, but got heavier involved in weddings. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I, I guess people started hiring me for weddings beforehand. I had started my own, which led to me recognizing the need for us to start some type of resource for couples who were looking to have high quality affordability on their big day. Right. Um, I mean, it yeah. seems like a logical path, right? But, I mean, you get involved with, um, you know, uh, something that's in the wedding industry, and then you figure out that there's something else for you in the industry. Um, and then you pivot to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it, 
That makes perfect sense to me. Um, you know, so many people get into this. I've, you know, one of the things that I've found is that so many people have get, gotten into this whole um, wedding planning business, um, if they are a planner, from actually experiencing it through their own wedding. Um, I've, I couldn't believe the amount of people um, that, um, that I sort of have run into that, uh, the amount of people that have come through that whole process. But in, uh, in your particular case, what skills did you learn early on in your, um, uh, you know, working for this other company that maybe transferred to, um, you know, being a great wedding planner? Uh, so skills earlier on probably came well in from my youth, I would say. Um, there were those unspoken values and skills that I gleaned from my grandparents uh, mm -hmm. when my family is from Jamaica. So it's a very hospitable island, all about serving and taking care of people, making sure people enjoy food, the music, the fun, the vibes, the family. And so it was very natural for me to go into the hospitality arena. Um, and so I learned from my grandparents those some skill sets that I think are very important in any in industry in which you are giving a service or providing excellence, excellence. Um, he was a man of excellence to his dying day. His legacy is that of excellence for that entire portion of our family. And my grandmother served better than anyone else I, to this day that I've ever met. She would take care of people who, who really didn't deserve it. Uh, didn't ask for it. And so she really knew how to serve. And I learned service and excellence from the two of them. They were both people of high integrity, which is probably something of virtue that I, that I first and foremost look for within my team as well as we expand. And so those are the tacit, the, you know, the unspoken kind of um, skills or I should say qualities that I look for. But starting within Get Wed for Less, it's all, when I started that company, what transferred over here was really building a system um, in terms of skills and entrepreneurship and building a company, a business, a true business. I learned that within Get What For Less was really learning how to know how to build a system, have people in the right seats on the right place. Um, and that transferred pretty well into um, wedding planning itself. And of course, subsequently starting Atlanta Wedding and Event Professionals Network, which is a network that we run of 3,500 event professionals in Atlanta and, and the state of Georgia. So that always helps to have a good system that operates and runs, especially when you're moving with such a group of people who all have the same end target and end goal of being able to make money in the events world. Sure, let's talk about, uh, well, first off, I gotta ask two questions. One, we're gonna get to this network, but uh, before I go to that, I don't wanna forget, where in, where in Jamaica is your family from? Because I love Jamaica, I've been there two or three times now? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it always draws you back. Everyone who's gone once goes multiple times. Um, my mother's from Kingston and my father's from St. Mary, but then we have family spread throughout various parishes. I love Kingston. Kingston was yeah. so fun. I, uh, I went with some friends that are uh, from there and I stayed at their mother's house for like 14 or 17 days. And I got to go to all the wow. dance hall parties. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, totally. Um, but I got to go to all these dance hall parties and I even learned how to, uh, I even learned some of the dance moves that some of the uh, people, which I didn't realize that there's people down there that these professional dancers that go all over the world 
they uh, they come up with like their own like signature moves. And it's like, it's they have like names for them and Absolutely. their names sort of like after them. It's crazy, <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty, it's a pretty awesome country. It's an awesome island nation that draws everyone in and we welcome people, you know, we're, we're so happy. We're, we're out of many one people is the motto. And it's so true. And I think that if more countries, especially in this day and age, if we adopted that motto as out of many, we are one people, we would certainly be in a better society. I think that we'd always be moving forward if we could understand that. I, I, you said that best. I, there's nothing I could even begin to add to that. The culture was really 100% amazing and super welcoming from the start. Um, and, uh, you know, they also didn't mind my attempts at learning their dance moves, which was fun, you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so tell, t tell us about this network that you started. You hinted at it. Give us the name again and, uh, and tell us uh, sort of how, it, how that started. Sure, absolutely. So um, as you know, I mentioned I was already doing wedding planning and working in the events, in the weddings industry and events industry overall. I was living in the DC area at the time, moved down after um, starting my wedding planning and all the events business there, moved from DC. I actually ended up in DC. I went to Howard University, go Bisons. I'm um, an alumna of there, alumnus of that university. Um, and so after starting the family, we decided to move down to Georgia. Um, while I was there, I really enjoyed the environment of social and professional networking that I was able to be a part of, of some really great groups up there. I enjoyed it. We had fun, we networked, and we made money. <laughs> and I wanted to create that here. In fact, I didn't think I was going to just start something. I came here with the full intention of finding an organization or some type of community group that was had similar feels, like it was social, but people were there, they were networking with a purpose to be able to collaborate and make some income together, right? Everyone to do better. Um, but when I came here, I, you know, I went around and did different networking events uh, and it wasn't to my satisfaction to be quite candid at the time. Um, and so I decided to start something, you know, instead of complaining about what was or what is, I think if we could be mindful of see, well, maybe that could be part of what you're called to do. And um, I got up at, out of the middle of the night, one night, and couldn't sleep, 1.32 a.m. And I said, I'm gonna start this uh, networking organization, start this community really. And I reached out to one of my girlfriends who had moved down here as well from the DC area. Um, and I said, hey, I want to launch this. Let's do it together. Some people came from DC. Can you help me at least get it off the ground? Um, and so we, you know, I, I started creating relationships with different venues, meeting with different venues, and really creating some really cool group atmospheres for different folks to come. But the focus of Atlanta Wedding and Event Professionals, which is on IG or on Facebook, you can go Atlanta WEP, that's WEP for Wedding Event Professionals. Um, and uh, we started gathering and literally within the first couple of years, Jacob, we had over 2000 people um, within our email list, within our community pages, within our different things that we were doing because everyone wanted a place where here's the, the focus of organization to connect, to experience, to collaborate and to thrive. We wanted people to come together to experience what the good stuff of Atlantic is, all the fun stuff together 
to find opportunities to collaborate and to thrive. And since then, Atlanta WP has really morphed into a large um, a place where we do a lot of collaborative productions that set the stage for Atlanta in our industry. And so we've formed, that's where Atlanta High Fashion Bridal came from. We started doing it back in 2017. And we bring together dozens of companies that are spotlight, spotlighted on uh, national, now international level when we do this production every two years. And so uh, we're actually in the works for doing that one again in 2021. And so we're really excited about the venue and all of that. So that'll be all on packed on the page really, really soon. Right at the top of the year, we're gonna be unveiling our partners and then the venue that we are so, so excited that they wanted to partner with us on a high fashion uh, 2021. So. Amazing. Literally creating your own community from the word go, getting down here and sort of, you know, starting from complete scratch, you're the new, you're the new gal in town. And then you just take on this, you know, this ambitious community project. Um, I am a fan of community. I've always been, um, I mean, I was in the military for four years. So a lot of people know that already that listen to the podcast, but so, you know, community is like very important to me. Um, and sort of, that was one thing that I did love about the military was that everybody was in it for the same goal. And, you know, when you're, when you're doing projects and you're, you know, you're, you know, you're doing drills or you're doing whatever it is. It's like, there's a, there's a community that we're all, we've all kind of got each other's back and, you know, we're all here to, um, you know, support each other, you know, as well as thrive individually. And, um, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, that, that, that led me into music because music's very much the same way, the community of music, et cetera. Um, that was a very easy transition for me. Um, and as, um, and as this podcast grows and also like as, um, the, the world turns and, you know, I meet more and more people in the industry like yourself, which I've known forever now, like the, you know, the need for community continues to exist and, it, and people like you who make that happen in a, uh, are, are the real movers and shakers in the community. Um, you know, they, uh, the reward for someone that is, uh, just starting out in the industry, being a part of an organization like yours, I'm sure, um, is, um, is deeply gratifying and also comforting to know that there's other people that are out there that have been through the same things and um, are trying to, you know, find their way in this business. Um, what sort of like, um, yes. you know, is it, tell us more about like the process of getting involved in um, Atlanta WEP. Sure, sure. And Jacob, and I'm just really piggybacking on what you said, but we need it. Mm -hmm. um, in the time we're dealing with, with COVID-19, um, in any time that we've experienced recession, I was talking with one of my friends, Tina from Fabulous Fox earlier, um, that we just need to focus on continuing to collaborate and work together and help everyone. Because as much as we work together, as much as we are determined to be unified and to move forward and help each other thrive, that's how we come out of everything. That's how we get to you know, our mountaintops or how we get to our promised land or how we get to um, the effective areas and our productive areas in our lives is really just working together through it all because it's different. Yes, it's a new world that we live in that we many, many of us didn't wake up in 2020 thinking that this was going to be our reality, but it is our reality. So how do we, you know, my grandfather would have said, make hay while the sun still shines, right? Um, and so doing that. And so in terms of getting involved with Atlanta WP, if I meet you, you are 
fam. You know, I, that's the way I look at people. I look at everyone as my brother and sister. You know, um, they get to choose the role they play in each of our lives. People get to play that out. But if we meet them with love, that's, that's what we can control, right? We can meet them with love. And so finding out what people do well and finding out um, what their strengths are, there's a way for you to be collab collaborating with Atlanta wedding event professionals. We get, we have to, because of how we've grown in terms of our community level, it's very hard to have everyone take a role in some production that we do. So we lean first with our partners and our members. So if we know someone who is the best of the best and we've worked with them and they are of integrity, they deliver, that's usually one of the first people we're gonna to go to for any production that fits that person's gift or skill set, right? Mm -hmm. But outside of that, there are the membership base that we have and that we are dedicated to them. We produce uh, productions for them. We produce and curate membership experiences for them. One of our members is a DJ. Um, and he did the, a, a couple different really great shoots, branding shoots for his company that we worked with him on as a member of Atlanta WP to yeah. be able to grow their business. So we're focused on helping other people's business, give them, giving them success through these collaborations and through their own member experiences. So if someone wants that type of personal attention, they can come to us and become members. They can go on atlantawp.com and sign up as a member that way. If they just want Want to be part of the community they can just go ahead to atlanta wp or email info at atlantawp.com to say we'd like to be on the mailing list or we're interested in membership and then you become part of the amazing community wow i mean what foresight in uh putting together this entire thing did you realize that when you when you started this um you know to get to where you are with your member base now did you realize that like what sort of impact you were really truly going to have on the community? Well, you know, our it's our community base that's the really large group. And so with our membership base, um, those people who, who have stuck out, and I, and I haven't, as for me, it's funny when you say what impact I'm gonna have, um, maybe because I look at us really as a conglomerate of individual effort, you know, I really look at that. I really, really believe that we are, we are the community. We are the, the soldiers. We are the, the boots on the ground, um, which of course you would of course relate to that uh, connection there. But um, it's not me. If, if someone sees me as the face of it, um, I'm honored um, in that case because there's a, a group of people that are beside me and there are a group of people that I stand on the shoulders of. Um, so it's not, um, Lauren Hines show, <laughs> but I'm grateful that um, I've been given this responsibility. I do feel I was talking with another one of our friends in the industry, doing at Masayo House, um, how there's this responsibility I must have put upon my own shoulders <laughs> to help create hope when there are so many challenges that come in our, whether it's economic environment or whether it's in our true you know, health environment so that we can always maintain hope, you know, hope, we can abide in hope, abide in faith, abide in love, and we will succeed. And so it's just, um, I'm relentless in my decision to be positive and optimistic, even through the challenges, because there are opportunity in every challenge. There are opportunities in every challenge, so. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the challenges, let's talk about the one that we hinted towards uh, earlier, uh, the horrible, horrible COVID pandemic. Um, how has that affected your business? What have you seen uh, in trending with your clients um, or heard from other people's uh, experiences through you know, running an organization such as this? 
Um, you know, I'd be interested to hearing about like uh, your specific business as well as, um, you know, the actual uh, community. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you asked me that. I was interviewed by AJC not too long ago. They had called asking the same question. What's going on in the weddings world? How are you all maintaining weddings and doing weddings in lieu of everything COVID? This was back in, I don't remember when the, when the article came out, I think maybe two months ago. And um, yeah, just two months ago. And um, the easy answer is yes, things have changed, but you people are still getting married. They're just getting married in different ways, different quantities and later dates. <laughs> so whereas a person may have had um, a lot of our multicultural weddings, we're seeing that like that where, where we had 300 people, 350 people scheduled for this wedding. And that wedding, if they, it was still going to happen, let's say earlier this year or next year and keeping it at a certain venue, they either had to pull back the numbers that could accommodate still that large number with social distancing. Thankfully, um, we live in a state that um, we were able to keep operating. We probably fully shut down for what, uh, probably when we have to move some wedding dates, Georgia, to be able to still have weddings at the capacity that we have had. Um, with that comes an awesome responsibility for us to be maintaining certain protocols, using our protective equipment um, as event professionals. Um, even when we do smaller scale weddings, I've seen a lot of more smaller scale weddings. My wedding business actually went up during COVID because we found a lot more people doing smaller, meaningful occasions. Um, and so I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for that. You know, you can choose to look at glass half full or half empty. I just looked at it. Okay, well, let's watch this and keep our glass half, keep our, keep our glass full <laughs> and keep moving forward to believe the best. Because often what you think about and you believe will manifest itself for you. So we have to be mindful of that. So we have to be careful what we say, what we think, how we act, what our intentions always are. Um, and so with that being said, I, by grace, have been able to um, still keep the business thriving through COVID. And like I said earlier, the smaller occasions um, have been more meaningful, in my opinion. They've really had to narrow down. It was very hard for the ones who were planning um, in, let's say, the spring, like February or March of 2020 for a May or a June or a July wedding for them to scale back from a list of 250, 300 down to 50. Um, but they have, they've had to make those hard choices. Um, I think there's benefits in post-wedding, the marriage, because you've gone through your first major hurdle at that point in communication and decision-making together. Um, but in the world of weddings, we've just, we've kept moving forward. And again, um, I think being mindful to that, to our clients, um, that it's nothing that they could have expected and trying to um, come alongside with them for the ride as best as you can as a business owner as, and as a human being, um, because we still have our team that we are responsible to. Of course, we still have our contractors we're responsible to, but we have our clients that we're responsible to, that we have to show are human, we show that we're human and we care because if we were in their shoes, we want someone to be as, as mindful um, as we could be for their, this, this emerging, uh, this emergent challenge that no one could have expected. I mean, it's been unbelievable to me. Um, what started as um, something I thought that maybe, I was definitely on team like, this is three months, 
This is like, you know, ah, we'll get to the summer. We'll be okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I, that's the team I was on in the beginning. Right. I mean, and I'm not an epidemiologist, so what do I know? You know, uh, all I, you know, all I know is usually <laughs> when it gets hot, flu goes away. So, um, right, right. Every, right, right. When it gets hot, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> and, you know, now, now that we're here um, and, you know, we're into another winter, um, it's, um, you know, or we were coming out of one, I guess, at the time. But um, yeah. now that we're into another winter, it just really brings perspective of how much, you know, how much challenge that, you know, all these uh, wedding vendors that we know and love have, have faced and um, also um, what the future might look like. Um, do you feel that like, a you know, yeah. do, you, do you feel like that the trend um, of smaller, more intimate sort of weddings is going to continue on maybe even beyond this pandemic that people are going to realize that maybe this is, you know, maybe this is the way um, you know, which obviously smaller weddings uh, for some people means uh, smaller budgets, which means smaller income for uh, wedding vendors. Do you see that as like something that people are going to adopt long term as packages? Or do you see this as like a temporary fix to hopefully, um, you know, get us back to normal? Um, it can go a couple different ways. Jacob, to be quite honest, I think, um, and even with budgets, they may not have much uh, proportionately less of a budget in place for the wedding itself. Yes, on the cuisine, yes, on the amount of tabletop decor, um, yes, on the size of the space sometimes, um, yes, on the amount of rentals, because they may not need as many people. Um, they won't have as many, it may not have as many people. Um, but a lot of the services that people are providing, and I think a lot of our brides and grooms need to be mindful, and our clients need to be mindful of that, is that the work is still the same amount of work for a guitarist for a DJ, for a wedding planner, for um, certain professionals, for a designer even. Yes, they're gonna be less than the amount of um, the quantity or the variable quantities, but in terms of the level of service and the labor that's required for the planning and production of things, those are still very much the same. Um, and so, and also just being mindful of the level of service that's gonna be required when you need to change a date because you want to have your 200 people or you want to have your 300 people and your particular venue cannot accommodate that safely. Um, and so having a service professional that you're willing to, to, to spend on the quality um, and that can, will still give you the service level when a pandemic faces you and affects your household and affects your wedding personally. Um, and so some of the costs have come down in variable quantities, I think, because they're looking to recognize what's most important. That's one of the benefits and the shine, the silver linings I've seen in this pandemic is that we're looking at what's most important right now. You know, think about it right now, it's December. How many of us would either be planning or playing um, a, whereas we're not, and we're thinking or spending more time with our families. We're spending more time with our team. We're trying to be more creative. We're on the phone. I was on the phone with one of my friends the other day and I said, man, this is what we used to do before <laughs> social media. You're just checking and inquiring people. We would actually pick up the phone and talk. And now we can't necessarily go to every, we're not going to everyone's home, right? But we're doing things like getting back to, I think, what's important. And I think if we allow ourselves to focus on the good and get back to what's important. 
that's helpful. And that's the spillover I'm seeing in the wedding side that brides into a big wedding to celebrate our love and celebrate our entry into marriage. And so they're still spending decent income, decent money on a more intimate or just a smaller wedding. Um, and so, yes, I do see that we're going to have a trend probably towards some of the smaller, just for the sake of safety, especially as we navigate these waters, um, awaiting a vaccine, if we're going to use it, or just going through the process to see what's going to happen. Um, some places have, of course, gotten vaccines. And so that's going to have an impact, I think, as well on our um, the safety level or the, the uh, feeling of safety or the comfort level that our clients will have as well. Um, and so I think we will see some smaller numbers and not necessarily always smaller budgets. Um, it really pains my heart, you know, to see some of the companies that have been around for decades that have gone out of business since this pandemic. So we get through this, get through it together and through innovation. You know, we have to innovate, we have to pivot, we have to be okay with doing things different than normally. Um, and we have to be willing to support each other, um, especially our small businesses as we go through this because um, we need each other. We really do need each other. And, um, you know, having the support um, from, you know, other vendors to, you know, basically have that shoulder to cry on uh, when you need it is, uh, is really important right now. And I think it's really important that we all recognize, you know, our humanity in this moment and, and, uh, and sort of be vulnerable for people, but also be willing to listen to other people that need to be vulnerable so we can accommodate those people as they need, as they, uh, as they need us. Um, the, Absolutely. the feeling of, uh, of watching so many wonderful vendors and not just vendors that were like, you know, maybe, you know, not that great at what they did or anything, but I'm, but you're right. Like people that were like stalwarts in the industry, um, you know, yeah. people that were like the standards, you know, watching those organizations that they built, um, you know, you know, fall to something that was no cause of their own. Like they didn't mismanage their business in any sort of way. Um, you know, it was just, that's been the hardest thing I think for me through COVID is watching like, you know, restaurants or, or anybody in the wedding industry that had to shut their doors and go figure out and do something else um, because they just, they got in too deep. Um, and for no fault of their own, they're, you know, they, they are, they are no longer with us. And that's just, that's a really hard pill to swallow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, we have to find what is our anchor in times like these, because yeah. if we don't, then anything is going to take us out mentally. See, economic hardship, um, environmental hardship falls on us all. The unexpected hardship can fall on us all. But what wipes you about mentally, we have to be mindful of having those things that anchor us. Um, and I don't know what it is for some people. For me, it's my faith. I use Romans 8.28 and um, all this. And that's my anchor. Because when stuff goes haywire, I'm like, somehow this is working out for, for my good. And I am leaning in on that like a dog to a bone. Yeah. And I refuse to let that go. If you want to have another choice of faith, go right ahead. That is your prerogative. And this is mine. We coexist together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I think that's important. People, <laughs> people are finding out what it is that they, what is true, what is real, 
Um, and that's really important in this day and age. So. That's amazing. You know, um, we're wrapping up our time here because we're getting close to when you have to go. I know you've got like a super packed schedule because you're in demand and you're amazing. So before I, I let you go, though, before I, <laughs> well, before I let you go, I have to ask you some, some questions um, that I ask everybody that comes on this podcast because I like everybody to know a little bit more about you, the person, you, the individual uh, that makes you who you are. So I'm going to ask a bunch of random questions. They're all PG-13 and, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Is so, this PG-13-90 uh, or PG-13-2020? I would say it's more like PG-13-90s, but that's that's just my opinion. We'll find out. You never know where it takes you. And if, <laughs> if anyone's ever listened to any of these podcasts, they know that depending on who the person is that I'm interviewing, it could go one way or the other. But in your particular case, I feel like it's going to be PG-13. Uh, right, right. <laughs> So let's, so let's, uh, so let's start with this one. What is, uh, uh, give me something that's like your jam right now. What are you listening to? What music is like really, really giving you the groove? CeeLo's Magical Moments Christmas album, because he is rocks it in so many various <laughs> kinds of genres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm rocking right now. I love, and I love the pentatonics, Christmas, anything pentatonic. So that's what I am. I'm all about the Christmas jams come like it's the first chilly day. I throw on Christmas jams. Listen, I gotta <laughs> See, tell you. Christmas jams. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, uh, in, in, the, in the style of, uh, you know, acapella harmony, I like four place Christmas albums. And uh, nice. I also, uh, um, you know, I, I, I like those, um, you know, of course, Donny Hathaway's uh, This Christmas. I mean, you can't go the wrong. Original. Maybe the yeah. greatest Christmas song of all yeah. time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, particularly, um, uh, um, I'm trying to think of that vocal group. It's coming to mind. I'm blanking on it right now. It's not pentatonics. It's their older. Uh, um, That's it. Take six. That's it. Take, I don't know. Why is that, it? Yes. Take six <laughs> rules. First off, take six. Anything is amazing, but take six is uh Christmas stuff is like, yes. still like the benchmark for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. We are here. Jacob. <laughs> I got turned on to this, uh, that album probably yeah. 12 years ago. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, okay, so tell us, uh, um, um, are you are you a big cook or are you more about going out and eating? I'm about both, though. I like a leisure cooking. So I've been cooking in the kitchen with my mom probably from when I was three years old, and she can testify. I used to stand up there, look, watch what she was doing. I would bake our holiday rum cakes together. I would... <laughs> From the time I was as long, as soon as I could reach the counter, I was there. And my my daughter is the same way. She wants to be in there. She wants to be in the action for fun. You know, sometimes after a long day at the office or working period or just not feeling it, and you know, you have to do it. That's one way. But I love cooking. That's awesome. What uh, what's your go to uh, like? Do you have like a go to uh, style of food, like Italian or something like that? Like, what's your What's like your your home base? 
Jamaican food. Of course. <laughs> it's Jamaican. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm a first gen American. So for if you go across our family tree, I we are the first along that line. We're the American group. So we're not we're, to our American friends and family. We're not American enough to our Jamaican friends and family. Well, to our Jamaican family, we're not Jamaican enough. <laughs> so we are the born Jamaicans, like the old group. <laughs> and so my first go to is typically Jamaican food. My husband from Philly, but he loves Jamaican food. And um, in fact, it's funny, I thought I was going to be a caterer or a chef because Johnson and Wales was a school I was thinking about going to when I was in middle school and in starting high school. I thought I was going to go there. So somehow I'm still in the hospitality arena there and working with a lot of amazing chefs and caterers. And that's one of my favorite things in the wedding industry, probably eating and tasting. Isn't that, is that bad? But that's probably what I really enjoy because of the culinary aspect of it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so great um okay tell me uh what's your what's your go-to uh movie this time of year home alone uh i love <laughs> do you know why home alone because i get to experience it with my kids um my five-year-old doesn't quite get some of the things and we don't want him catching all of that but my 11 year old and nine year old Oh my gosh, it's like a brand new experience watching it with them. So I've really been enjoying Jingle Jangle on Netflix. That is fire. That video is fire. It will be fire. Uh, but right now, watching Home Alone and Home Alone 2, it has been such a fun experience. Yeah. I want I, I want to put I want to put uh I'd like to to offer this question in regards to Christmas movies. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Do you believe it is or do you believe it's not? See, I can't speak for diehard fans because I've watched it a couple of times, but I don't watch it around Christmas time. I just don't. Because so I'm not a good judge on that. Well, and I don't, because you know, like, you know, it's I don't want to I don't want the diehard. Yeah, because the setting is like a Christmas <laughs> party and there's like Christmas trees everywhere. And so everybody thinks it's a Christmas movie, and I personally have a hard time buying that argument. So um so i'm glad that uh you're neutral on that because i didn't want to have to fight you um, <laughs> <laughs> um you want to put up this yeah. <laughs> um so so cool um let me um before we give shout outs here at the end um uh let me ask you one last question what is your um what's the one piece of advice you would give a wedding professional that's maybe starting their business right now what, what's one thing that you think you could share and impart some wisdom on that would help their journey? Don't get distracted. Um, there are a lot of distractions out there. Mm. Staying the course and being focused, and I say don't get distracted to elaborate a little bit more. Um, there are a lot of amazing, um, inspiring professionals that are in the marketplace. Atlanta, we are chock full of them. Um, and it's very easy for us to get caught up on what we saw a designer do on social media or what we saw a planner who's been in the game for 20, 30 years do on social media with a much larger budget, a different type of clientele. Um, and they're also marketing to a particular clientele because they were able to work their way up in the industry to be able to reach that clientele level, right? So in terms of not getting distracted, I would say that we should should always set a goal where we want to go, be when we come into the industry. 
set an intention, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and be very mindful not to be thrown off into anyone else's uh, trajectory because we put ourselves in other people's shoes and get thrown off of our own course or our own promise land, our own end result because we're looking so much left and right instead of seeing tunnel vision on what we're supposed to be doing and creating and who we're supposed to be working with. There are going to be challenges that come up. People aren't going to always fulfill what they say they're going to do. And that is human nature. It doesn't mean they don't mean well, but at the end of the day, we can't get distracted. We stay focused on what the goal is and trust that God will provide or trust that you will be able to come into some divine appointment with the right person to meet that area that you probably shouldn't have been working with that person in the first place on, right? And so there are a lot of different ways we can get distracted. I think setting goals, um, adjusting and pivoting as we need to, um, having the intention of what we want to accomplish without getting distracted. We will have little squirrels that pop up, you know, squirrel, my business director of development, um, my business um, operations person, it's funny, she's like, squirrel, 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 you know, but we have to remember not to be too caught up on the squirrels or the different distractions that come in place and stay narrow, focused, and vision on what it is that we desire to accomplish based on our unique gifting, our unique skill set, and who we are. Lauren Hines, everybody, give it up, claps all around. Dropping the mic. <laughs> Does that show you I'm an 80s? That's an 80s baby to go whoop whoop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you might have dated yourself a little bit there. I wasn't going to call you out on it, though. But. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. I'm going to be cool like you interview. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you listen, for having me, Jacob, today. Thank you, here. the Southern uh, Wedding Professionals, for Absolutely. Thanks for being here. That's Lauren Hines. I'm Jacob Deaton, and this has been Southern Wedding Professionals. We'll see you again soon. Thank you.